Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is April 3rd, 2022. Uh, this is episode number 160, and um, I... Uh, I mentioned April 3rd, right? I, Rich, you heard me say April 3rd? Yeah. Yep, uh, I, 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 woke, I woke up with snow this morning on the ground, and oh uh, I was just wondering, uh, my, my, my co-host, Rich Casey, how, uh, how, how's your ground? Is there snow on it? Well, no, there's, uh, let's see, it's been pretty steady, 75 degrees Ugh. and sunny all week long. And Terrible. Uh, my, my front lawn is about probably a foot tall, at least. Oh, but wow. I definitely need to get out there and mow it. Yes, you do. Um, I walked into my mom and dad's house this morning to pick up my dog. And I, the first thing out of my mouth was jokingly, uh, this whole global warming thing, it's so underrated. No, no, no. That's not what I said. I said, you don't see enough positive news about global warming. That's what I said. And my, my mom being my mom was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, no, no I'm joking, mom. I'm joking. Um, yeah. So. Wow. That, that, uh, that's awful. I can't imagine that. Oh, it was, I mean, I think I looked at back at my, so I put every round of golf into a website called fairway files so that I can keep my true handicap throughout the year. And uh, I went back and checked a couple of days ago. And by this time last year, I already had four rounds of 18 holes in, and, uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done anything this year yet. So, which yeah, is even for, even for Ohio, you should have spring by now. Yeah, we should, we, we'll Definitely. get a day here and there. We'll get a day where it's like 65, 70. And then immediately it's like two days later snow and it's just it's brutal. I feel like I'm in Minneapolis. <laughs> terrible stuff. All right, let me get into my stats here. So remember, I'm only plotting. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm plotting my murder mystery book, uh, book one of the series. And I'm up actually, actually up 3,560 words, uh, up to 46,451 as I plot. And uh, I'll get to the reasons behind that many words here in a little while. But it's going very well. In fact, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm. It's funny. I enjoy the plotting and the editing. I think I hate doing a first draft more than anything. Um, I, I think that's the part I hate in writing. I, really? And, and that's the part I like. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. I, and other people will say that, too. I was listening again to Story Grid earlier, and they were talking about how much, you know, editing takes a, a beating in terms of people disliking editing. I love editing. I love right. going back and doing that. So, yeah, in fact, I'm going to moan about that later on. Oh, so. good. <laughs> Perfect. OK, that's a great callback. I like it. All right. Uh, just in case we have some new listeners out there, I do have book three in my science fiction series started. Uh, I put it aside a few months ago because I was just tired of dealing with the same characters for the last few years. Uh, it is about, uh, just under 60,000 words, about 65% of the way done. Book four, I accidentally started. I got the first two chapters of that written. So uh, as soon as I get this murder mystery book finished, I will go back to the science fiction, get that, that series complete, get book three and four complete, get the prequel trilogy complete. I have book one in a prequel trilogy. It's 100 pages. I want to do books two and three also at 100 pages and eventually turn that into a seven book box set for, um, for, for Amazon, see what kind of pages I can get out of it. Um, but I do want to talk at some point, I will talk to you. I think I mentioned this with you uh, a couple weeks ago uh, about doing a, um, a serial. Is that the word I want to use when you do like a short one, maybe every week or every two weeks, almost right. like a TV show, a right. season almost. Right. Uh, I'm still kicking that idea around. I love the idea of doing, you know, a hundred to 200 pages um, and, and try to, and I, I think you had mentioned this last week with a series of letting back up to like two or three of them before you start releasing it. I would love to write 
six or seven episodes, which would only be like maybe 150 to 200 pages each, uh, and then start releasing them every two weeks on Amazon while I'm finishing the last couple. Um, right. I think that, and then turn it again, turn it into just a box set of one giant book by the end of it. But uh, I think that could be kind of fun. Um, so you're talking something in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 K words or? Uh, probably closer to maybe 35 30? to 40. Yeah. 35 to 40. Okay. So I, it would take me a while to get those written before I would start releasing them. Um, right. Because I, I write slow, obviously. But, uh, but, but I think it'd be fun to just all of a sudden, every couple of weeks, release something. Um, just put something out and then two weeks later, put another one out and so on. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day, which now is like only four or five years ago, you know, <laughs> Sean Platt and, and David yep. Wright were doing that with uh, a couple of their, of their, uh, of their products. Uh, I think yesterday's gone. And uh, there was another one that they were doing that too, um, that, that they, they found some success with it. And then, didn't find success, as I recall, you know, it was kind of a back and forth thing. It was, you have to find the right niche audience who wants to consume a product in that way on a week by week basis, or, you know, every two weeks, however mm -hmm. you're going to put it out. You know, once it gets out in terms of, of a box set or a complete story, it really doesn't matter because then you can market it as right. a novel or whatever you want. Actually be, you market it as a series and it's way bigger than a novel, but you yeah. probably end, end up pricing it you know, like it would be just an expanded novel and, you know, people would probably lap it up just because the cost per page is so low. And I think that would be the, the overall plan would be, well, I'm actually writing this novel, but I'm going to release it almost like a Patreon thing. I'm going to release it, you know, every month or every couple of weeks or whatever, um, and get people to pay a couple bucks, maybe 99 cents for each one. And then when I have 10 of them in the bag and that's my season, my season ends after 10, um, maybe I sell it for four ninety nine, or maybe I just make the whole thing ninety nine. I have no idea. I'm, I'm just kind of talking it out right now, but right. Um, it is something that I want to do in the future. But I have to finish those science fiction books first, which is, right. you know, I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not uh, Lindsay Barokering this thing and doing like one a month or one every six weeks or whatever she's doing now. You know, um, since, since I name dropped uh, uh, Sean Platt and David Ray, I'm gonna name drop Johnny B. Truant as well. The third, a third person in their team. Yeah, the third person. I don't know if you've noticed, but. Uh, his series, the Fat Vampire series, is in production right now. Oh, for, okay. I, I, it's not Netflix, but it's one of the big streaming services, and so that's that's going to be coming out, I think, within the next year or so. Well, that's exciting. I don't know if you ever it's, read those books or not. I haven't. Yeah, there was it was one of those dares again. You know, like they used to do, they would dare each other to write something, and so he he was dared to write a a story about a vampire or about a guy who's fat and out of shape and, but gets turned and then how his life would be amongst all the, the famous, you know, well-fit vampires in, of the world. <laughs> so, I would assume it's a comedy. <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of a dark comedy as I yeah. recall. I read, I read one of the books. Yeah. It was a dark yeah. comedy, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll watch it. Their podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to in terms of writing. It was 2016 before I even started anything. And it was like, that was what was kind of giving me ideas before I, I started plotting in December, 2016, but like all through 2016, I was actually listening to their podcast before anybody else's. Right. I think, and, I think in the self-publishing realm anyways, it was probably Joanna Penn before them. And then they came right after that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mail light. Uh, still at 859, uh, two up from a couple weeks ago, which is nice. 
Uh, number of Perry Masons on my DVR. That's back on the, the outline until it until I actually watched them. Uh, my week was just hectic again this week. Uh, so the answer is still four there. The number is still four. Uh, I hope it's zero by the time we get to this podcast next week, but we'll see how things go. Uh, and then last week's goal was to get through that first expansion, get through that first plotting of each chapter, uh, and then go through it one more time, which is what I'm doing now. So I did get through it, and then I started back at the very beginning. Uh, I think I, I don't remember if I said I wanted to get all the way through it last week as my weekly goal, but uh, regardless of what, whether I said it or not, I didn't, but I'm not worried about that because I knew this was going to take some time. Uh, this is going to take longer than a week. It's it's a big deal to go through every pair, every every chapter uh, expand on the plot that you've already written. So if it's two paragraphs, I'll make it four. If it's a 200 words, I make it 400 words. And then at the same time, I'm updating my story grid with the time that it happened, uh, the day that it happened, making sure that all makes sense, especially with mine. Most of the action takes place in the middle of the night because it's a third shift at a manufacturing plant where everything happens. Um, but I also have a couple of employees. I need to make sure their, their schedule, their work schedule is correct um, because they sometimes they do things in the morning and sometimes they do things in the evening. I need to make sure that's correct. Um, so there's a lot of things there I just need to make sure of. And then I have a lot of places when I was taking notes from Udemy where I said, okay, we need a clue here. They need to find a clue. Well, in this version of me going through it, I'm actually figuring out what the clue is, making sure it makes sense as it goes through the story. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually, I think I got through chapter 17 today. I think it was 17. So um, when I go to start again tomorrow, I'll be more than halfway through it. And uh, when I get finished with it, I'll, you know, I'll have all of my chapters, the expanded plot. I'll be ready to start writing, except I won't be. I'm going to go through it one more time, which I'll talk about uh, at the end of this podcast. So make it sure. It sounds you like you got a lot accomplished. Yeah, it was a it was a good week. I mean, finishing it and then getting through the first 17 chapters. Um, I, I think I said before that I always like to have six writing sessions. I think I had seven this week um, and I'll probably end up with seven this coming week also. So the hope is to get all through all the way through the 31 chapters and then start over one one last time. So, yeah. 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 Sounds good. Well, my book one is currently at 60,450 words. So it's up to 723 for the week. I actually made it over that 60K threshold that I was uh, thinking might happen this past week. But in reality, this if I had to subtitle my week, it's would really be subtitled, Why Does My Story Hate Me? Because <laughs> literally nothing I tried to do this week with that story worked out. And everything was, it was all bumming me out, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but I did get up over the 60K mark, so I did make a little bit of progress. Uh, as far as my reading, I read one book this week, uh, Study in Charlotte by Brittany Caviero. Um, this is an interesting series. This is actually a reread for me. I read these a couple of years ago, uh, but I count them anyways, even when I reread a book. Uh, this is book one in a four-book series that follows a modern-day teenage Charlotte Holmes and her sidekick, Jamie Watson. So it's, it's a playoff of the old, you know, uh, Sherlock and, and Watson uh, stories. It's it's kind of written YA because you know these are angsty teenagers and but it's really quite well written and she the Brittany Cavallero has got a really good ear or really good uh insight into how teenagers talk and the kinds of things that bother them or don't bother them and she's got good mysteries with these books so this it's something I would really if if you're interested in kind of a modern day Sherlock Holmes and Watson story uh if you're into YA it's a, it's a good read so study in Charlotte by Brittany Cavallero uh, that puts my total books read for the year to 14 for 4,843 pages. 
so I'm you know plugging away trying to hit my 50 to 60 books for the year red goal and I think I'm pretty much on track for that I'm still plugging away a few pages of time at fight like a girl by Yiki Flintheart um, just taking notes as I go along I don't really I do have actually in this book one I do have some fight scenes uh, between males and females that I wrote in first draft without really reading this book and I will have as I'm going through this editing process will have to change them around because I wrote them I did write them as female I did write them as if the female character would be weaker than male and thus had to uh, compensate for that but I don't think I did very very well or did a very good job and I think I was a little bit too uh, stereotypical in the kinds of okay. things I put in there so I'm gonna go back and make that a little bit more realistic uh, Father Brown I've now watched 34 of a uh, hundred episodes that's up 11 from last week so that kind of shows you a little bit of where my week was going <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time watching TV uh, that means I currently have 66 left to go so I still have even at 11 a week another six or seven weeks to, to uh, watch this show uh, and it's a it's a weird show in terms of a series because it'll go back and forth from one from one episode to another episode being lighthearted being very dark and sinister and then go back to being lighthearted again so it's, it's kind of a strange I don't I have not been keeping track but I probably should go back and look to see if the writing credits on these are for multiple different kinds of different people and if they're just bringing in people to write uh, individual episodes at this point because that would kind of explain the way it goes back and forth I can't really believe that this is a a single writing room that's doing this within the season it just doesn't, doesn't seem to make sense I remember the X-Files used to do that they'd bring in some writer right you know you bring in uh, uh I think Stephen King wrote one episode I think right. I don't know if it was him or not, but you could you could tell just how different it was from the rest of them. Um, right. With, with and and Doctor writers. Who was famous for that. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Uh, number of fountain pens ink, fountain pen inks is unchanged. Uh, in fact, I don't think I even picked up a fountain pen this week. So that again shows you how my week went, which was not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it for my stats. Uh, last week for me. Now you're going to notice that last week for me is. I hope you're strapped in because this is going to take a while. It was. Uh, it was a week. It was, I know last week I said the same thing and, and this week kind of followed that. It was pretty much for the same reason, my real job. So uh, after so Sunday night last week, after we finished the podcast, I don't remember if I talked about doing anything or not, but I didn't do anything. I just kind of sat on my couch for a while and just relaxed and it was good. Uh, I have a friend who I, I chat with online. It's, it's almost like a, a pen pal friend who, instead of writing letters back and forth, we just go into chat rooms and we talk. We've been friends for about eight years now. And we just a couple times a week or sometimes more and sometimes less, we just get into a chat room in the evenings and just chat. We practice the hundred word stories together. So uh, she would come up with a, a, a an action, a an item, and a word, and and then we'd have to write one really fast, and then we'd read them, we'd read them back and forth, and they were terrible. And then I would come up, and we did three or four of them, and it's it's really hard to do. If you read um, if you read the winners on the website, they, they don't seem like stories to me. They seem like inspirational quotes, and. and I don't right. like that. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. Um, I haven't had a chance to check it out, but I was thinking about that when you were saying, talking about it last week, that flash fiction, especially the ultra short flash fiction, tends to be like that. It's it's not really complete stories so much as it is snippets of stories, really. 
Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. And here I am thinking, okay, how do I get a begin, middle, end? How do I have an inciting incident? How do I make it co more complicated for the the good, the, you know, the hero? And then how do I have a climax in the end and a resolution in the end, which is all story grid, you know, words. And it's like, maybe, maybe story grid isn't going to be work for this hundred word story. So now, no, it can be done. But, you know, Hemingway's famous example that he wrote, um, which you've probably heard before, uh, it's six word short story, a complete story, three sentences. For okay. sale, baby shoes, never worn. Okay. So, you know. I've never heard that. Yeah. I mean, that's that was one of the famous examples of how you could write a story. And if when you sit and think about it, you know, kind of a, a very uh, moving story without having anything to it, really, in terms of words or sentences or anything. I don't but, think that I'm a very deep individual who like looks at that and says I'm moved by it or even the inspirational ones that I read that there were the winners. I was just like, that's it. That that's what you got for me. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I'm going to do very well at this, um, but I don't care. I'm going to have fun with it anyway. So yeah, sure. I, I still want to check it out. I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's uh, April 22nd, 1159 PM Eastern time. You get an email with an action, uh, an item, and a word and you have to use those three things in the story and it's a hundred words and i'm gonna guess exactly a hundred words i mean i don't know if they want 97 or 103 i'm thinking it's maybe it's 100 words or less but it's 100 words so okay um it was it was funny we were doing that um in the when we, her and i were chatting and and every time we would do it it was like don't count the words just write until you think you hit 100 and stop and every one of mine were in the 80s and every one of hers were in the 130s so oh, really? <laughs> yeah it was it, i mean it was it, i i went out went in afterward and just you know put them in word and counted them real quick right and uh it was funny how we both estimated we were 50 words apart in our estimations on average and neither of us we're close to hundred. It was just strange. So, uh, let's see Monday. I worked from home. Um, and let's see. So the app that I had written and made live, uh, last Saturday that we ended up working Sunday for a couple hours in the morning. Um, I went through and had to clean up some items in that app. So that was my work day. And it actually went in to the evening a little bit. And then we had an, a meeting from eight to nine that night to try to correct this one problem that we could not correct that moment. We tried for an hour, couldn't get it working. Um, so we had to continue working on it throughout the week. Afterward, I took my laptop to the couch. I think I muted my, my TV again, or I put on like one of my favorite shows to put on when I can have sound, but not pay attention is King of the Hill. I've seen it about a thousand times. Um, so I can go word for word with him if I want. And it's a perfect thing that I, where I want to have sound, but don't need to pay attention. So um, I put it on and then I went through chapters 24, 25, and 26. This is where the climax starts. Uh, a lot of moving parts here in terms of people. I've got people all over the plant. Everybody's moving around. Um, and I remember when I, when I was plotting the book, the first time I was surprised um, how early in the book that the killer is unmasked, that the reader finds out who it is. I mean, it's 31 chapters and it's, I think it was 24 that the killer was unmasked, which means seven chapters of a climax. Was, I was surprised how long that climax went on for. So, um, you know, I assume this would be more like a Perot and I get the Christie where the, the, the murderer is unmasked at the very end, you know, Perot gets everyone in a room says who did it and why they did it and how they did it. And then he's, this person is arrested and, and boom, end of show. Um, but this one's more of an, it has more of an action ending. It's, it's like a murder mystery for a little while. And then it turns into an action, which is going to be interesting when I go to advertise it and market it. So, um, we'll see how that goes. So it's a little bit more towards the, uh, instead of mystery thriller, more like a, a suspense thriller where the reader, essentially the reader knows who it is. 
Do, does do the characters within the the book know who yeah. it is as well? They oh, they okay. find out in that chapter okay. uh, who it is. Actually, yeah, they find out. I believe it's in twenty four. They they actually find out who it is. And okay. There's a series of clues. I, I was going to talk about this later, but it reminds me a lot of. Have you ever heard? I think on the Big Bang Theory they did an episode where um sheldon kind of came out and said raiders of the lost ark would have worked out the same way even if indiana jones wasn't part of it yes yes i don't know if that's something a theory that came up before that show and he just repeated or if it came up because of that show i'm not sure um but um i i started looking at, at my book today um and i started thinking wow I, I don't know if my hero is actually contributing at all to the story i've got this person over here finding this clue and this person over here making this discovery i don't know if my hero is actually doing anything so one of the things i'm going to do when i go through it a third time the plot a third time is make sure that my hero is the one actually making most of the the uh things that you know what, what word am i looking for most of the the things that actually get us toward figuring out who the murderer is so right yeah if he doesn't actually discover the clues he should probably be the one who who puts them together right and makes right. sense of it which really he's the one who kind of finds the people that put it together for him right now and i don't know if i like that too much so um that's part of why i'm going to go through this a third time once i'm finished uh tuesday was a normal work day i'm sure i worked long a long day and then i went to hothead in the evening um and i worked on the last six chapters uh getting the fight scene in order uh and and i wrote it in the outline here i was thinking something along the lines of the ending of the fugitive where the two cops richard kimball uh what's his name the bad guy uh, uh i forget his name in the in the movie um not lens lens was the other bad guy anyway uh our our uh, walking around this uh, hotel floor that's like the laundry floor and there's all these all these things in the way so it's hard to see each other and you know you flip tommy lee jones he's got the gun out in front of him and he turns a corner and nothing's there you got harrison ford bending down to look for people's feet but it's like a dark dimly lit room and it's suspenseful and that's kind of what i'm going with with the end of this i've got uh my bad guy i've got three or four uh i've got the hero i've got three or four of the sidekick and then i've got the the love interest who's the bait and i've got to keep everybody moving around in a proper way and i i basically sketched out the entire one and and the way that i did it is i started actually with chapter 31 the last chapter said where do i want everyone to end up and then i moved backwards through that and i think i've mentioned this before but um the best piece of writing advice i ever got was from somebody in my writers club jake who said to me one day when I was describing an action scene in one of my previous books, he said to me, write the action scene in reverse. And I said, what does that mean? What, what do you mean by that? And he said, what you do is you write the action scene and then you go back to the previous chapter or the previous scene or somewhere previous in the book and you set that scene up with where are the items at and where are the things that are gonna be used later during the actual action scene uh, so that the reader remembers all those things. And I, that's, it's so, I love that piece of advice so much that I will always say that's the best piece of advice I ever got. So I started with chapter 31 and just worked my way backwards knowing, okay, what, where where is my main character going to fall when he gets shot and falls? He's going to fall through this hole. So let's go back a chapter and let's describe why this hole is here. What does it do? And in fact, let's go back 15 chapters when my character and the love interest are up there by themselves, just having a like a, a nice intimate conversation. And let's set up the scene there so that later on when the action scene takes place in that, play, that same place, it's already been set up. So um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can't have 
Mrs. White with the candlestick killing somebody in the library when she's in the kitchen polishing the candlestick. Right. And you, and also, if the candlestick has never been introduced, it's like Chekhov's gun. If right. the candlestick has never been introduced, you can't just have her out of nowhere, grab the candlestick and hit somebody. You, you need to introduce that candlestick so the, the audience knows, hey, that's going to be used later. Right. And um, and that's the whole Chekhov's gun thing. So I went through and I also opened up, um, I don't know if you ever went to this site, it's called sketch.io. It's where you can go in and just draw things. It's almost like a paint program, but it's online. And I drew um, what the upper level of this, this building is going to look like, where the action scene is going to take place. And it's really rough drawing, but I just needed to see it so that I would understand what it looked like in my head so that I can hopefully, when I go to describe it, describe it better. So I did a lot of work that Tuesday night at Hothead on just that, that final action scene in those last seven chapters and how it was going to work. And it was good. Um, it was funny as I was in hothead, a policewoman came in and I, the, where I sit, I sit away from the doors. And when the person walks in to go order, they have to walk away from me. So I'm nowhere near where they're at. So I just kind of sat there watching her while she was waiting for her order. And my, my goal was when she walked toward me, when I look up, she looks up, I was going to call her over because I really have questions about powder burns and what guns do to your ears when a gun is fired. I think we talked about this last week. I don't need to be like 100% realistic, but I want to be 99% realistic. Um, unfortunately, she never looked up when she, um, as she was walking out. So I didn't get to talk to her, which is kind of disappointing, but that's okay. It happens. I, I know, I know enough people who own guns that I could talk to. Uh, I'm just not a gun person. I've never fired a pistol. I think the only gun I've ever fired when I was like 13, I fired a 22 rifle and a 20 gauge shotgun. That was loud. Holy cow. But, um, but so, yeah, so, so I didn't get to talk to her. I was pretty disappointed about that. You need to go to a, uh, a either a range or a, a gun dealer and pretend like you want to buy something and, and try it out. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so uh, that was my my Tuesday night. Wednesday, uh, I was back to my sub place, um, and and now having uh, for lunch and now having the entire book. I went through the entire plot and made everything made sense in terms of the the, uh, the how I wanted everybody to work, how I wanted the whole thing to work. I started over again, and now this is where I go through and I expand each chapter. And not only do I expand each chapter, but if I'm in chapter one. And I have, I know that in chapter 13, I'm going to put something with this gun. Then in chapter one, where the gun is first mentioned, I, I make a little note, hey, describe this. So chapters one through nine are written. I, I wrote them before I started doing this heavy plotting. And um, now I've got a bunch of notes in each of those chapters. So on, on Wednesday, I started with one. Uh, I also went into the story grid and made sure I had understood the date and time when this is taking place. I want to make sure that everything flows properly. If something happens at night, the next scene can't be the previous afternoon unless I actually spell out, hey, you know, one day earlier, which I don't do that uh, in the book. So I started going through and updating the story grid with the dates and the times that everything took place. But it was funny. I walked into the sub place and uh, they know me there. I know them there. I go there a couple times a week. And I happened to have uh, the guy who runs the place came over to take my order. And I looked down and on his hip is an actual pistol. And it kind of took me by surprise because it's not something you see every day. Um, again, I don't care about guns. I just don't like them myself, but I don't care if other people have them. Um, all of my friends are hunters and I know they know what they're doing. So um, I just automatically peppered him with questions about the pistol. You know, are powder burns a real thing? Um, what does it do to your ears? You know, all the same questions that I have. And we talked about it for about 15 minutes. And there's actually a, a, a gun store two doors down in the little plaza. He's like, oh yeah, you ought to go talk to, uh, I forget the guy's name, Dave, Dan, something like that about it. And I started thinking, well, I wonder if I can shoot one in there. Um, I'm not sure. So it depends on the store, but often yeah. they'll, they'll have a range. 
where you can you can try out guns yeah and these buildings are pretty deep they're they're narrow but they're deep like the sub place there's a chinese food place right there there's a gun place i don't know what the other the, the fourth one is but they're pretty deep so i wouldn't be surprised if there was something back there so my thought was <clears throat> when i'm ready to write this maybe in the next couple of weeks i might just go over and I say, hey, oh, and, you know, Nick over here at the sub place told me to come over and talk to you. I have some questions and here's what they are. And I'm sure the guy would be happy to talk to me uh, about it. So, yeah. uh, so that is something that I might do in the next couple of weeks. And actually, what, what you need to do is live in the deep South where there's one of those places on every street corner. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Although I will say that in this section of Northeast Ohio, there's a pretty good amount of them. Too, I, I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was, I, I only got through the first two chapters. Again, I spent some time talking to him. And uh, I also was going through, like I said, and I was finding things in later chapters to update in these early chapters to set them up. So I got the first through the the uh, the first two chapters Thursday back to uh, lunch again, same place. And I was through chapter five now in terms of the notes. Um, and then later that night, I kind of sat on my couch and I did chapter six through nine. So I, I got through the first nine chapters that I had written words for, which is really just in, just kind of reading through it. I wasn't making any editorial changes. I was just inserting notes that 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 is now based on the plotting I had previously done through the first 31 chapters. This is the first time that I've gone through these first nine chapters, having the entire plot from start to finish uh, taken care of. So um, I was really just inserting notes based on what I had remembered. Friday, I uh, went to lunch. I, okay, so Friday, I usually would have um, um, not gone to lunch and instead gone out that night. But we were playing poker that night. We were playing cards that night at our buddy's house. So I thought, well, I'll go to lunch since I'm going to miss tonight. So I went to lunch, same place, third time in a row. Uh, did chapters 10, 11, and 12. It's funny, chapter 12 ended up being like 600 words, just the plot itself. And it's like 600 words. And uh, that's not even the shortest one that I have. So these, my, my, this plot expansion is... You know, I'm not just writing a couple of sentences. I'm really writing out paragraphs as this goes through. And some of these are going to end up being multiple scenes. I was able to separate a few of them. I think I even separated chapter 12 into two different chapters. It call them 12A and 12B for now. I'll, I'll renumber everything later, but uh, they're, they're getting big. So, uh, and then I decided right after work, I'm going to go to Hothead anyway. I was going to skip it because I was going to play cards. We were playing cards till I think 7.30. So I went to Hothead about 4.30, sat there for about two and a half hours. Um, and I worked through chapter 13 and 14. And, um, and, and so now I'm through the first 14 chapters. Again, it's 31 is what I have to do for right now. And then I left from there and went to my buddy's house to play poker. And uh, I was, this is the start of uh, the, the weekend that was really, really busy. I, um, I remember sometimes I'll think about my friends who have kids and they'll talk about how <clears throat> every day they've got to take their kid off to some sport and they'll be halfway through the week telling me what they're doing and I'll just be exhausted listening to them. But then I realized today that like, I, I'm single and I have no kids and I really make the most of my weekends um, with, with the things that I do. So uh, I played poker from 7:30 till about 12:45 that night, and I cashed in. I bought in for 100 bucks and lost the first hundred pretty quick. It was rough, so I bought in for another hundred. I got down to about 30 dollars, and then I won this big hand that I had no business winning. Um, and then I won another one a little later. And at one point, when I was looking down at the clock, thinking, "What time should I leave here?" Um, it was about 12:40, and I looked down and counted my chips, and I had 201. I don't know if you know anything about Texas Hold'em, but I, in my next hand was a, the dollar blind. And I thought, well, if I lose this next hand and I don't put any money in except for this dollar, I will break exactly even, which is exactly what happened. So I cashed in for 200 and bought out for 200. It worked out well. Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, that was good. 
so then Saturday morning I had to work. Um, we, we, this was the, the thing that didn't work Monday. We kind of worked through the week to, to make it correct and get it going, but I didn't want to install it on like a Thursday night or a Friday night. I wanted to wait till Saturday morning. That's a good time for us to take our system down because we don't have a lot of people that use it on the weekends. Most of our, our, uh, um, customers use it during the week. So we took it down at 8 AM on Monday. Uh, I'm sorry, Saturday. And it only took about 45 minutes. I mean, I had the, the program done correctly. Uh, the other side of the, the, the uh, programming, she had done her side correctly. So all we did was put the code in, test it, and everything worked. And it was great. Um, couldn't be happier. That should end the business of the last two weeks for me in terms of my job with this new program that I was putting into production. It's good. It's probably not bug free because I don't think any program is bug free, but it's it's 99.99% bug free. There's a couple of things we want to add to it going forward, but those are going to be more, um, you know, uh, features or additions or new new features that it will be bug fixes. So we don't have to worry about them immediately, which is good. I'll tell you what, you know, with, with everything that's been going on with work for you, I'm super impressed at how much you get done in terms of writing because I don't work and I don't get anywhere near as much done. Well, I, I think it, I think it's the power of this routine that I always talk about that, that I can't just randomly pick days and times. I have to make it, I have to make it feel like a job in terms of when I do it. Um, not necessarily anything else. Cause the minute you give me a deadline, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to hate it. Um, but as long as I know that Tuesday night, I'm going to go to hothead now golf. My golf season starts in three weeks, two and a half weeks, which is a Tuesday night. So we have to redo my schedule, but that's okay. I'll just start going to hothead on Monday nights and I'll golf on Tuesdays and everything will be fine. So, um, yeah, so, and we'll talk about that in a minute too, cause it's going to get even busier. Um, so as, as long as it's a routine, as long as it's, I know where I'm going to be at this time, it, it, then I don't question myself. I don't, take, you know, I have no willpower when it comes to a lot of things and just screwing around while I'm supposed to be writing. If I'm trying to do it at home is something that I struggle with. So if I, but if I know I'm going to lunch at this time and this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take my laptop. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, when I get there, I tend to read Yahoo news while I'm eating, but the minute I'm done eating, the only thing that's open is, is, you know, whatever piece of software I happen to be using for writing, you know, that week. So, yeah. And that's what I'm so bad at. I'm really bad at routines. I just, I, I can't make them and I don't stick to them and drives my wife nuts. And, you know, she would fall you know right in line with you that, you know, if you get, if you get yourself set up, have a routine, know what you're going to do basically every hour during the day and you'll get stuff done. And that's, that's my biggest problem right now is I don't have that. Yeah. And, and as we'll see on Saturday morning, I'm not um, against being, what is that word? When you just do stuff randomly, words are hard today. When you just stuff randomly, you don't plan anything. Uh, what's the, I'm not sure what you're Oh man, words are hard there. today. So anyway, um, Saturday morning, I, um, let's see, this is Saturday. That was Friday. So then Saturday morning, uh, we had, okay. So we did the job. That's, I lost my spot there for a minute. We, uh, we did, we did the job. We were done by 9am and, uh, I was now off to Chick-fil-A cause I hadn't been there in a couple of weeks to, to get some breakfast and do some writing. Um, I saw a podcast listener there, which is also my sister's best friend, Adrian. Hi, Adrian. I say that knowing that she's not listening anymore because Lindsay's not on the podcast and it turns out she's a Lindsay, Lindsay Stan. Is that what the kids say? Uh, yeah. not necessarily a Jerry Stan. So I'll have to get her back into the, but I talked to her for a little while. Um, and I knew that this one right here was going to be a big one. This next couple chapters, uh, they, they kind of, um, they kind of work 
with each other. So as I'm doing 14, I have 15 in mind. And then as I'm doing 15, I'm going back and I'm changing 14. I don't remember exactly what they were off the top of my head, but I knew they were going to be big ones. In fact, 15 turned into four different chapters or four different scenes that will become four different chapters by the end of it. And then from there, it was, it was originally going to be go to the bank, deposit the $200 in cash that I had for poker the previous night and I uh, two $100 bills. And, uh, and it completely changed as I'm halfway through my breakfast thinking I'm going to go buy a golf club today. Uh, <laughs> so I, I drove about, about, uh, I don't know, about 25 minutes from where I was, uh, uh, to Boardman, Ohio, where they have a golf headquarters. And I bought a seven wood, which is something I had been wanting for a couple of years. Um, I hit woods and hybrids way better than I hit irons. So <clears throat> if I can hit the seven wood about 165 yards on average, then it's a, it fits right into my, my golf clubs range between my four hybrid and my, my five woods. So, um, I got, I went there and I paid for it and they have a simulator there. So they let me hit it a couple of times before I decided, but I was decided when I walked in the door that I was going to buy it. $365 for this golf club. They went up a hundred dollars from last summer. I don't know if they're doing it because it's spring and you know, it's almost like you raise the prices before it's, you know, well, it's popular to buy, but these clubs are, you know, it's spring. People are going to buy, buy golf clubs now more than they're going to buy them in July. Like I, you know, the one I bought last year. From there. Right. Right. You could probably get a good deal on some football equipment right now if you wanted to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're, exactly. So, uh, but so, so I thought to myself, boy, I'm really not happy with the fact that I just paid 365. I didn't want to pay that much. I'm going to go to the casino and win money to, to make up for it. So, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. So I drove to the, the Hollywood casino in Youngstown and, um, took the hundred dollar bill I had and stuck it in the machine and immediately lost, uh, $60 in, in the, in the wink of an eye. Took that $40, uh, went to another machine that I'm a big fan of. I was all the way down to $11 and I hit a bonus for 170 and I had $181 in about 10 minutes and I cashed out and thought, okay, good. I just made $81 instead of paying 365 for the club. I only paid 285. So it worked out well. I was very happy with that. And I, I immediately went to the bank and deposited all that money back into the account before I decided to go back to the casino because again, no willpower. I, um, I think, I think your sister is going to have something to say about the way you did that. <laughs> I'm sure she will. I'm, I, I know she wouldn't like that. Uh, she, yeah, she definitely wouldn't like that. So, and then the last thing that I did uh, as I was driving around um, Northeast Ohio on uh, yesterday morning was uh, well, while I was playing cards Friday night, a buddy of mine who who's he's kind of a friend of a friend, but he's also a friend of mine. I just don't see him very often. He's a really good golfer. He's probably a a three or a four handicap. Hits the ball a ton. He was telling me about a league at a golf course that is eight minutes from my house. And, um, I thought it's a Wednesday night league. And I thought, oh, I think I'm going to join that. So I stopped at, at, uh, the golf course on my way home and put my name on the signup sheet. So we'll see, I don't know how it works. I know nothing about it other than they randomly pick teams based on your handicap. Well, they don't know my handicap. So I think over the next couple of weeks, I have to go play a couple of rounds there, um, to establish a handicap. Although I do have one from last summer. That's like official. Cause I keep track of it. So I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen there, but I, I may end up in the summer golfing Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights. And then it probably Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. And then I'll probably take some Fridays off to golf too. So it's going to be a interesting week, uh, a summer for me in terms of golf. I'll probably golf more than I ever have in my life. You, do you do these leagues walk or are you using carts? The uh, they use carts. All the, okay. I mean, you can, you can do either, but I generally use a cart. You say, um, man, if you did all that walking, you'd really get in shape. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, Manakiki is where I golf. Um, it's in, it's in the east side. It's on the east side of Cleveland. That's where I golf on Tuesday nights. I walked there one summer when I was trying to lose weight and it's, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's very few flat spots on that course. 
uh, everything is a hill and there's a hill between the seventh green and the eighth tee that I swear you just, you, you're walking straight up, or at least it feels like it after you're carrying your clubs for seven holes. So, uh, but I did it the entire summer. And then, and then the next summer I was like, nope, back to a cart. I'm good. So uh, I doubt I'll do any walking on any of these courses anytime soon. They had a golf course in Blacksburg, Virginia, where I lived for 10 or 12 years. And it was literally called the hill because it, <laughs> yeah. it was so up and down. It's nice. They don't, they don't sugarcoat it. I like that. No. Uh, and then Saturday, so then I came home for maybe an hour or two. And then last night I went out with a bunch of friends from my old job. I met, met them all in downtown Cleveland. And we went to this, um, it, it's, it's the, it's the Alice in Wonderland experience. It was, I, it wasn't really my cup of tea, if you can get my pun there. Um, but it was, you know, it was fun to hang out with everybody. And if, you know, we had to go to that, uh, to, to hang out with everybody. It was fine. You know, it was, it was good to see. I haven't seen most of them probably for more than a year. We used to, right before COVID started, the, the, the five, six, seven, eight of us would just get together and do something. You know, we've gone to like, we went to a murder mystery, went to see clue the musical, which I really enjoyed. Um, and things like that. But, uh, so this has been the first time in a while that the, the group of us had gotten together to go do something. So it was really nice. We went to a restaurant in downtown Cleveland called the corner something or other. And we walk in and it's like really loud there. It looks like a sports bar to me. There's TVs all over the place. We sit down at our table and to our left is 12 bowling lanes with a bowling league going on. I had no idea there was a bowling league going on in this restaurant. It was kind of fun. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was my Saturday. Night. I got home about 1145 Saturday night and I was dead tired. Um, I was on the phone with somebody as I was driving home, thankfully for most of it, because I felt like I was going to fall asleep. I was so tired and, uh, yeah. I came home and, oh, good. I was going to say, here's something weird. You're talking about bowling. I just found out today during church that one of the kids in church actually got a athletic scholarship for bowling. Nice. Coming up, he's, he's yeah. I didn't even know such a thing existed. Me I didn't think either. It was an NCAA sport, even. I wonder so, what college it was. That's really interesting. Uh, Oklahoma Christian. Okay. So, you know, a small school probably, but uh, still, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I bet they're if they're giving scholarships for bowling. I bet they're really good. Must be. Yeah. Must be. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I like that. So, um, so anyway, I, I went. I went to bed at about eleven forty-five. I was so tired. I told Max. When I got home, I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do, Max, my dog. We're going to sit on the couch for half an hour, catch up on the YouTube videos we missed the last two nights, and then go to bed. And three minutes in, I'm like, I have to go now. I, I can't keep my eyes open. So I, I was out. Um, woke up this morning, went to Panera, finished. So so while I was at um, Chick-fil-A, there, again, chapter 15 was four scenes. I only got through three of them. So that's funny. I was there for like two and a half hours. I literally got through three scenes. I mean, this chapter 15 is big time in depth. Uh, so I went to Panera this morning. I finished the, the final scene of chapter 15 and I got through 16 and 17. Um, I stopped there just because I'd been there for a while. I probably should have continued on to 18 because 17 and 18 kind of run concurrent with each other. Something happens in 17 and you see it from one point of view. In 18, you see a lot of it plus the aftermath from the other point of view. Um, so I probably should have kept going with it, but I just, I just had been there for a few hours and wanted to leave. So uh, did my Sunday groceries like normal, came home. Um, I had, so the golf league that I have on Tuesday night, I actually run the league. Um, it's funny. I don't work for the company anymore and it's the company league. 
that I'm running because I really enjoy doing it. And the guy who's like the president of the league, he takes care of the money and setting up the banquet and that he doesn't want to do the numbers, the stats. I love doing the stats. So he's, you know, when, he, when I told him last year, I was quitting. Um, he was like, Oh, you're not going to do the, the golf league anymore. I'm like, no, 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 I'll keep doing it. I enjoy, I enjoy, enjoy doing it. So can, can you play or no? Oh yeah, I can play. Yeah. Half the people in the league are, 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 it's a small amount of people in the league. There's 25 members, 26 members of the league. I'll bet you only 10 of them still work actively for the company. Maybe ah, 12. Okay. The rest of them are either retired or they're friends of friends because we needed people a couple of years ago when we were getting kind of thin at the numbers, we brought in some people and uh, it's, it's good. It, it's it, we're up to, yeah. we're back up to like 20, wait, nine, 12, 14 teams times four, whatever that works out to be 20, 56, 57, yeah. 50, 58 people. I think it is right. 14 teams. Oh no, I'm sorry. 14 teams. That is two, 20, 30 people, 30 people. And yeah. So, um, so then, uh, I, I can't, after I, so I had to put together that sheet. It took about a half an hour, 45 minutes, started working on the Facebook ad that I'm going to start running. It's something I know last week I told you I would start doing at some point Wednesday or Thursday. I just couldn't get to it with my, my work schedule and my writing schedule, but, uh, I started working on it right before we started recording and I'll, I, I know I showed it to you before we started and I'll probably email you, uh, when I'm done this evening, what I'm going to put out there. And then, uh, and then I'll get it running maybe Tuesday to Tuesday again. I'll do 10 bucks a day like normal. And our numbers are going up, which is good. So hopefully yeah, we can continue yeah. that trend. So, yeah. Well, Oof. my recap of the week. Yeah, your, yours was busy. I feel like a piker. You know, yeah. this is going to be quick. This so is going to be busy. quick compared to you. <laughs> well, last Sunday night after we podcast, I went ahead and we watched uh, Ordeal by Innocence that you uh, recommended. Uh, it was each episode is three episodes, but each episode is only an hour. I think you thought they were two hours. Uh, so the whole thing is only three hours long. I really thought um, they were two hours each. They're not? No, no. Oh, the okay. whole thing was three hours long. I got to tell you, it has the creepiest music score of anything I've I've nice. watched in a long, long time. But great acting. And, you know, Bill Nye, obviously, you know, he's, he's always good and everything. But I can't remember all the actors' names, but they were all good. Um, you know, there was no, I can't say there was really a big surprise on the murderer at the end. It was... Everybody was a potential murderer. This is one of those things where everybody was a suspect. Uh, everybody had means, motive, and opportunity. And, you, you know, part of what happened during the whole, through the show was you're finding out what the means and, and motive or, uh, people were. And that, that was kind of interesting. Everybody in that, in that show was, was a broken character of some form or another, including a guy who plays a, a major part, uh, in the show that was uh, in a uh, uh, psychological asylum at some point. There was a nice twist at the end too. So if you yeah. haven't watched the thing all the way through, I think you, you'd enjoy it. I did, I did, after we watched it, I went back and read up on uh, the Christie book. The I haven't read the book, I'm going to do that. I read uh, the plot of the book on Wikipedia. The show itself is very much different than oh, the book. Oh, really? Yeah, so they, they, you know, they took kind of the major elements from the book, but they created the new a new ending, the kind of a new subtext to the whole thing. Uh, Christie thought apparently that this this book was one of her later ones, it was 1958 that she wrote it or published it anyways, and she thought it was one of her better books that she one of her favorites. And it's much more unlike you know some of her cozy mystery kind of stuff. It's much more of a psychological thriller than anything else. I think you you probably picked up a little bit of that if you watched the first episode. So, you know, it wasn't terribly faithful to the original book, but it's, it was a really good film. And I, I gotta tell you, man, that the stuff that these these streaming services are turning out nowadays is just fantastic. 
you know, compared compared to what we had when we were, well, at least when I was a kid, you know, where you would have maybe have major, well, you would have major studio movies, then you have some mini series that would show up on TV every now and then. But the kind of, the kind of choices we have now is just fantastic. If you if you like good stories. How would you feel about that if somebody bought one of your books to make it a movie and then changed a whole lot of it? I think the idea of somebody buying my book and giving me money to make it a movie would be really nice um, because I like money. But would you be like, oh, my God, they're changing what I wrote or would you care at all? I don't know. I, I think I might care. And I, I don't know that this is done a lot for with authors that are living. You know, obviously, the Christie estate licensed the rights to uh, do this film and they probably did not care. But yeah, as the author, I think I would care unless unless the script writer came up with something that was just so fantastic that I would say to myself, man, I wish I would have thought of that, which yeah. I think in this I haven't read the book, so I can't say for sure. But this ending was so good that I think it might might have uh, had Christy thinking, well, that's a good way to end it. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm still only one episode in I because my last two weeks being busy like there. I haven't got, I haven't watched anything. I haven't watched any Murder, She Wrote. So I have the Perry Mason still. I just haven't watched anything. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear there's a twist at the end. I love anything with a good twist. So I definitely will get back to it. Right. Uh, Monday, I slept in late. Allergies are just killing me this time of year. Uh, it's been getting worse and worse the older I get. And it's what's happening is they're keeping me awake at night. And so I, I have a real hard time getting up in the morning. Uh, but I did eventually get up, went to the Lighthouse Coffee, edited a chapter, uh, started to, to story grid the, grid the book. And this may have been where my week went off the rails because I, I started as more, more of an experiment than anything. And this, as you know, the second you start doing that, you start finding problems Yes. in, in what you've written. And maybe it's some pro problems that the readers wouldn't pick up on, but you suddenly see them there in very nice spreadsheet form yes. and you want to do something about them. <laughs> and so... That, that was driving me nuts. Uh, and I, I finally gave up later in the week and, and said, well, man, I'm not sure I can do this and actually get this thing edited and, and out to uh, see by the time I've scheduled her to actually do the, the editing. When, when is the that? Uh, April 27th. It's oh, due. wow. You only have a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I have to really, and plus, you know, I'm going to be gone a week in Oklahoma where I can work on it still, but, you know, I, I need to get it done. So... I, mean, I, was, I was kind of a little bit depressed after that. So I went grocery shopping for a couple hours, bought all kinds of junk food and then watched <laughs> two father Browns at dinner. And then, like then, I, night. Yeah, and then I ended, ended the day with a little bit more editing, but the whole total for the day was only 362 words. Tuesday, I did editing in the morning and night, uh, added a, a few more chapters to the story grid spreadsheet. But this is where I decided that I got to stop this because else I'm never going to get this finished. Uh, sandwiched in between those two editing sessions, I was hanging cement board for the shower surround and the bathroom remodel and two more Father Browns. But I still got 361 words. Then Wednesday through Saturday were a bunch of wasted effort. I was tried shuffling scenes around and tried doing different things to make the story better. I think what's happened at this point is I'm just sick of this story. <laughs> and I just I just need to get it out the door get it finished and move on to something else because I just I've ruminated over it just too much. And, you know, maybe I could, you know, come across something that would make the story better, but I doubt it. You know, it's just it's just, you know, rearranging the 
textures on a Titanic kind of thing right now. <laughs> and like you said before, let's say you did find something that would make it better. Is it 1% better? And if it is, is anybody going to care who reads it? Right. So, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. So I, I just, I'm not going to get that in my head though. And that's, you know, just like they say, a lot of sports is between the ears. I think a lot of writing, well, obviously all of writing is between the ears, but there's this motivational aspect that's between the ears as well, that you have to convince yourself that you're telling a story that's good enough. It's not perfect. Um, nothing is ever perfect, <laughs> but it's the best you can do at this point. And I know a lot of people harp on this idea that you, you know, not so much minimum viable product, but the, the best viable product that you can make at this point and just, you know, turn it out and then go on for something else. Right. Today, so that was a lot of what I, I wasted Wednesday through Saturday moping around about this and, you know, trying to do a few things and not really being very successful. I did work on the bathroom remodel some more. That is coming along. Hopefully we'll be able to get that wrapped up by the end of the month. Today was just church, both locally and in Pasadena via Zoom. And uh, after this podcast, I bought myself a nice uh, wild-caught salmon filet for dinner. Uh, so I'm going to roast that up and then maybe do a little bit more editing, try to get the week started on a better foot than this past week was. Roast that up in your 75-degree weather. Yeah. That's be nice. <laughs> Go throw it on the sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I kid you not, you know, it, during midsummer here, on my, my concrete out there, I actually measured it one time. It's 130-plus degrees on the concrete itself. You could literally fry an egg on that. Yeah, we don't, we don't get that. Um, I wish it was like that now. I would take 90-degree weather today instead of uh, 35 and uh, snowy any day yeah. of the week. So I think the snow, I think we might be done, though. It snowed this morning. And then I knew it would be gone by midday, even though it was only like 40 degrees. My dog's going nuts right now, in case you can hear that. Um, somebody had the nerve to walk down the sidewalk in front of my house. Can you believe that? Um, so, yeah, I just, the, the snow was gone. And I, looking at the weather going forward, it doesn't look like we're going to get anything else. We got a lot of rain coming, but not a lot of uh, cold rain. It's probably going to be in the 50s, maybe the 40s, 50s, 60s, a couple of days this week. So, hopefully, that's all. Now, as far as uh, my 2022 goals, nothing's really changed on here. But what I am going to do is I'm going to push something up that I wasn't going to do till later in, in the year. I'm going to get my mailing list going. And I'll probably start on that this week and run Facebook ads to, to mailing list signups. And uh, in preparation for, uh, you know, releasing the book a little bit later so that when the, the the book releases in the fall, like we were talking about last week, maybe September 1st or so, that I'll already have some kind of a list in order to to send people send people the news about the book coming out. I do have lots of stories, lots of short stories and things sitting on my computer that I can use as cookies to get people to sign up. Oh, okay, I was going to ask you. That's what you're going to do. Because I was going to say, I never thought, I never thought of this before. Right. Getting a list together before the book comes out, right. you, so you would have a giveaway in order to do that. Well, I would. Yeah, it would be yeah, not a giveaway per se, but it would be for signing up. You get the short story or something like that. I remember way back when, a number of years ago, when I first started doing mailing lists, before I deleted them. I, if I remember correctly, I ran Facebook ads to a mailing list sign up with no cookie at all, and still got people to sign up. And the idea was, you know, I told them a little bit about what I was doing and the kind of story I was writing, you know, and if they were interested in finding out when it came out, you know, you could sign up here. And there were people that did it. I mean, I, there probably wasn't a ton of people, but there were some. And I'm going to do it, this. I never thought of this before. I'm going to do this. 
Yeah, if, if you put a cookie, put a cookie out there, especially, people will sign up. Now, what I'm debating about right now is, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I really want this list to be more organic than not. I don't want to get a lot of people on there that are just freebie seekers. So I'm, I'm kind of debating right now about how to go about doing this to weed out the more uh, rabid freebie seekers. And one possibility that occurred to me today while I was thinking about it is making the number of clicks people have to go through in order to get to the point where they sign up and get the freebie more than just one. You know, you, they always, the books and everything and people on podcasts, they always talk about how you have to reduce the friction for people to sign up. Well, I'm almost thinking about increasing the friction so that you only get people signing up that really want to sign up because they really like mysteries, because they're really intrigued about this idea of what you're writing about. And then, you know, see what happens. It's an experiment. I don't have any idea what will come out at the other end, but it, it'd, I, be, I, it'd be worth a few bucks throwing Facebook ads at it to see what happens. That I'm really gonna, I, I, I love this idea. I think I might even try it without the cookie just to see what happens? I mean, if I did it and I got 10 people to sign up over, you know, three months, I don't have a clue how to estimate what's a good cost per sign up. I, I'm, I'm guessing the, the lower, obviously the better, but what's too high. I don't think I care. I'm really curious what would happen if I just threw an ad out there for a couple of weeks, it was maybe five bucks a day. Could I get one sign up a day? I, right. I don't know. I have no idea, but that, I love the idea. Well, you know, if you're just going by the Facebook ad I've been, I've been running and I've only been running it into the U S so that's one thing to consider. Uh, it's only been running at five bucks a day. So it, I'm getting clicks that are costing between 40 and 50 cents, depending on the day. So if you, uh, you can't count all those clicks as being a potential sale later on, some fraction of them will be. So you're, you're probably thinking about not turning a profit on those, a literal profit on those ads until you've probably got a four or five book series out. Right. For that for that sign up that you get, because the sign each individual sign up is probably going to end up costing you two or three bucks when you actually get a you know, sign up. Right. So but but again, it's, you don't know. You don't know until the experiment. So, you yeah, just have absolutely. to try it. Try it and see what happens. Yeah. Keep me updated on how that's doing. Keep us updated yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit next week. And, and I may do I may completely steal it from you and do the same thing. I think it's oh, a sure. great well, idea. Well, it's not my idea. I, I believe I probably I think I got that idea from Mark Dawson way back in the beginning when he was first starting because I, I was on that on his train early on. I think he didn't he only had like two books out when I first started listening to him and him talking about what he was doing. And I think that's one of the things he did is he ran Facebook ads to a mailing list sign up with I think at that point, he had a very minimal cookie, something like a dossier sheet on his Milton character. Right. So it was like you know, kind of a CIA's kind of rundown on the character. And it wasn't very much, And but that was the way he got his mailing list going. Now I don't think he necessarily recommends doing that because of the cost involved, but I don't really know for sure. I haven't checked in on his courses in quite a while. That was another thing that's on my list to do this year is to check back in and see what's changed in those courses. Well, now that you say that about the dossier, I'm thinking maybe I could do a, you know, cause if you're, I think if you're gonna do something like that, you probably have to send them something uh, over time. You can't just have a bunch of people sign up and then not send them anything for nine months. 
Um, right. right. You do have to email them. And now that you're saying, you know, you mentioned the DOS name, I have heard Mark Dawson talk about that also. I'm thinking, what if I were to do like uh, an email that included just a little character rundown of people that are going to be in the book? And maybe in the next one, I have like a location rundown. Maybe I have a drawing of, of the location. Maybe you, almost like a, um, almost like a, a, a kick, not a Kickstarter, a Patreon. No, more like a Kickstarter where you say at this level, you can get this. And at this level, you can get this, where I say, um, at level at, at, at the first email, I'll give you the behind the scenes of when I did the characters, here's who I think of in terms of actor or actress. when I think of the characters or here's the location and here's my, my rough drawing of, you know, it's like the behind, behind the scenes work of it. Um, right. And, and well, you really you, got me thinking, this is great. Well, and that, and that gives you something to, like you said, to create emails around, right? Because, you know, that's, I think you've, I've heard you mention before, one of, the, one of the difficulties you have with having an email list is thinking of what, what you're going to email people. Right. About. But if you kind of slowly drip out the background story of, uh, that, uh, of the story that you're doing, the background work and, you know, the thought process that went, goes into it, uh, there's going to be a fraction of people that are going to be interested in that kind of thing. The, you know, the hardcore readers are the kind of people that are interested in that thing, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, I like yeah, that, that was my idea. Okay. I think I'm going to get started on that this week. I don't know if I'll have a chance to actually get it all set up because I really do have to focus on the editing and getting this thing out. But uh, I do want to get that started. Great. Oh, this is great. Okay, good. All right. Um, in terms of my 2022 goals, nothing really changed here. I, I, I've been reading the, the I for, well, there was one big change I'll get to, but I've been reading the, the Eye for Murder again because of just how busy my life has been the last two weeks with my work. Um, I've been working into the evening later, which causes me to go to bed later, which means I don't read as much because I usually do that when I'm in bed. Um, so I expect to get back to that this week. We'll see how it goes now that my, you know, that the, the, the application I put into production for my real life has um, has settled down. So uh, in terms of uh, the 2022 goals where there is a big change, the financial part of it, um, I did start the process this week of, of refinancing my house. Uh, that is one thing I did, I believe, on Monday where I didn't do much. And the part of it was because I think I was on the phone for two hours from four to six on Monday after work with a, a guy from a, a bank to refinance my house. And basically it was do the entire process on the phone. And then he walks me through you know, uh, I have an account and, and all that paperwork that you would do when you're buying a house, or you're financing a house, it pops up in your, in your um, profile online as you go through the process. And by the time we were done, we had already worked everything out. And now I'm just waiting for a, uh, an appraiser to come by and take care of that. And after we've already decided on the loan and the term and everything. Oh, and, cool. uh, the cool thing about it is I'm getting some money back that I can put towards my car, which will be means my car will be paid off probably in three months, maybe two months, we'll see. And then once that happens, I just immediately start putting a ton of money on the house to pay that loan off. But I'm gonna drop my interest rate about 3%. Oh, that's and, substantial. Yeah, yeah it's, when, when I got my house back in 2000, I got it uh, nine days, no, 10 days before 9-11, September 1st, okay. 2001 is when I moved into my house. And um, back then my, my credit was terrible and the, the interest rates were higher. And, uh, but now my credit score is really high and interest rates are really low. So this seems like a, I tried to do it a couple of years ago and a couple of things happened. It fell through, but hopefully the appraiser works. And then after that, I think we're good to go. So I don't, I don't uh, think I ever mentioned to you that I was actually in New York, actually just outside of New York, uh, when those planes hit the buildings, really the world trade center. Yeah. I was on that, that big bridge that goes over the Hudson river because I was moving my family. I was going, I was on sabbatical going on sabbatical to uh, Cape Cod and we were, we were heading that direction. And uh, yeah, it was it was really freaky 
Well, actually, we I didn't really know what was going on at the time. I had a small child in the car. Uh, we don't listen to the news in the car anyways. I stopped for gas at a gas station. A Middle Eastern guy was you know pumping the gas. It was, I think it was in New Jersey. They had, they had to actually pump it for you. And, man, he was just falling all over himself being apologetic, and I couldn't figure out what the guy was talking about. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of freaky to see. Wow. You can see the smoke pouring out of those buildings. Oh, you can, oh wow, you can actually see it. Yeah. That is freaky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of news, I don't have any real big news. I'm going to run through my Amazon ads real quick, just because I like to do that every week. Um, again, I have the what 16 ads, I believe it is. Yeah, and these are the ones that I, I redid um, based on the Janet Margot video uh, that, that's on Mark Dawson's course. Uh, it's a really good video. It's I think it's 60 minutes. It might be 90, but it's a really good video. She gives a lot of good tips and I used some of them in my previous set of ads that was, it was getting me clicks. Uh, it was not getting me sales, but that's, I think the, that's on me to get sales in terms of like cover and stuff. Um, so I do have the new cover coming from Stuart Bache in June. Uh, but until then I'm kind of relying on what I have. I know I wanted to go to rework my blurb. I just haven't, I haven't done that yet. So far, I have 2,847 impressions. I have four clicks, so I'm at, at one every 712. So we are below that 1,000 uh, threshold that I like to be below. I'd like to get below 500. I wouldn't be surprised if it did at some point. Um, I do have one, I'm going to call it a sale. We'll call it a download because it was Kendall, uh, Kindle Pages Red. I have somebody who read some pages. Not very many, but I want to see. And, and I think this is new. These pages read is new within the last couple of days because they weren't there when I checked a couple of days ago. Um, although with Kindle's dashboard it could be from the pagers i got two weeks ago who knows right. um so i am you know if that person i've spent 80 cents basically 20 cents per ad um if that person were to read the whole book i would make money on it i'd be ahead so hopefully they actually go through and read the entire thing they've read they've read basically the first chapter so far so hopefully they, they go through they go back to it and uh and read right well the facebook ads that i was running um well i had multiple i, I cut it back to one the one that was performing the best that one keeps plugging along at five bucks a day. Uh, like I t said earlier, getting clicks in the mid 40 cent range, somewhere in there, basically getting a click every 50 impressions, uh, a link click. So, uh, you know, to me, that sounds like it's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, at least, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to tell given what you're advertising. I've only ever done book um, Facebook ads before up until we, you and I started doing these right. podcast ones. And I know everything was a lot lower with the book. I was getting more clicks. It was it was down in the teens in, ter in terms of uh, cost per click. But for a podcast, you know, it, a lot less people listen to podcasts than, than read. So I would assume right. it would be higher. Uh, so I don't know what's good there. Right, right. And it's, you know, basically it's an investment in visibility more than anything else. Yeah. So there's really no way to monetize it on the on the profit side. Right. In, in any way. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the news that I have. Uh, there's my running list of future things to do again. Just I'm going to look at doing the email list construction this week, at least start it. Uh, other than that, nothing is new. I, I should change my running list of future things to do just to read what's on my phone because what's on my phone is my actual list of things to do. So I have screen door with doggy door, which is also on my running list of things to do on the outline. But I also have Yoast YouTube video, which is similar to what I have on the outline where I talk about maybe doing something with someone on Fiverr. Uh, but I do wanna go in and Yoast is a third party plugin that I use when I'm uploading the podcast. There's, and that's how you put in keywords and, and all that good stuff for, for SEO. Um, so there's a couple of videos on YouTube I, I was looking at uh, before I had my last two weeks of business that I need to get back to 
to, to make sure that I'm filling out the Yoast information correctly. And to be honest with you, make sure I'm filling it out at all. Cause sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of going through and, and just making sure I'm doing it correctly. That's something I want to do over the next couple of weeks. Just watch a couple of videos and make sure I'm doing it. And then the third thing on my list is send the golf sub email, meaning anybody who's been a sub the last couple of years in our golf league, I'm going to email them all and just say who wants to stay on this list and who wants off the list. And, uh, I've already got our team set. I've got the spreadsheet done. I just now need to get the subs taken care of so that when we start golfing on April 19th, I know who can be there and who can't be there. So, um, do you have a Yoast installed on your website too, or I do the plugin? And I, ne- I never use so it there I. either. Yeah. I've been really lazy about that. So not that I have a website that's live, but it's there. Right, It's there. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of my addicted to, uh, sadly, the only thing I've been addicted to the last two weeks really is work. Uh, a lot of evenings, a lot of weekends, and I actually am perfectly fine with it. I have not been upset about it at once, uh, any, any time. Uh, I enjoy the fact that I put a program out there live that the rest of the world can use um, if they need to use it. It's not something that you and I are going to use on a regular basis. It's just something that if somebody, um, if somebody in my specific line of business, the company that I work for, if they have a customer, the customer goes to that site. It's a lot prettier than the old one. Uh, it's got pretty much the same functionality, but it looks a lot better. And it's, it's a hell of a lot faster. The old system would take, uh, in, in the U S it would take a good 15 seconds to load around the world. It was 45 to 60 seconds to load. And there wasn't wow. anything on the screen saying, Hey, this web page is loading. Just be patient. It was just a white screen. And that, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. It's yeah, in the computer world, if you just imagine, open up a web page and just sit for five seconds, imagining you're waiting for it to open and it's excruciating, and you just close the web page and do something else. So, um, but now I've got it loading to, you know, in some cases it's two to three seconds. In some, we were testing it yesterday morning; it was instantaneous in some sections. So, uh, it went really well, and I'm glad that it's, you know, as I said in the chat, this long national nightmare is finally over, um, and I'm glad that it's done. So. Uh, next week I won't have a work addiction. It'll be something else, but, uh, but the last couple well, weeks have been good. Even though your addiction is work, it's better than mine, which is self-loathing and insomnia. So <laughs> not good things to be addicted to. No, no. So I got to do something to change that up this week and, and hopefully that'll happen. I'll, I'll report in next week. That's the, yes, uh, that's good. I, I hope it does. I hope at least one of them drops off. I'd, I'd like to see right. both of them drop off, but even one would be a win for you. So, right. Uh, in terms of this week coming up, um, Monday, I've, I've really been calling it my writer's day off when I give this update on the podcast, but it's really more like an optional writer's day. Sometimes I plot, sometimes I go to hothead because I love burritos. I would probably eat just about anything wrapped in a tortilla shell. So, um, really sometimes I do stuff and sometimes I don't, and that's how it'll be this tomorrow. I don't know what I'll do. We'll see. Uh, I'm really enjoying this plotting that I'm going through where I'm expanding these chapters. So tomorrow I could be sitting here at, you know, eight o'clock and thinking about this chapter 18 I have to work on. It's a really good scene. It's the the next scene after a murder takes place. And I get this to, we see it from the, the actual murderer's point of view. So it should be fun to write that. Um, so who knows, I might open up my laptop and just work on it. Maybe I'll do 19 at the same time. You never know. Tuesday, treadmill at lunch, hot hothead in the evening. Uh, I hit my lowest weight so far since doing this again this morning. I had a really good week. I'm gonna lose probably three pounds this week. Um, as long as I didn't gain any weight today by having a regular 20 ounce Coke with my subway, um, which was probably a bad idea, but that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a good week. I ate salads. I did not drink any regular pop at all until today. Um, and even yesterday when we went out, um, you know, I went to a sports bar and I had a grilled chicken sandwich. I had fries, but I had a water instead of getting a drink like I normally would. So, um, maybe I have, maybe I have more willpower than I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, You might at least 
yeah. those drinks are hard to give up. Well, I don't. Well, that's the thing. I don't drink alcohol. I never. No, I no. never do. I don't know. But even like Coke, Coke is Coke and Pepsi are just. Oof. They're addictive. They, they're my I mean, real life addiction. Yeah. And, uh, no, they're yeah. addictive. Yeah. So. So let's see. Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, writing. I'll go to lunch. I'll go to the sub place at lunch. So Sunday's a busy one for me. I work. I work my normal, you know, seven thirty to four thirty shift with my hour lunch. But I have an appraiser coming at one. He called me yesterday. While I was after I came out of the casino and, and I answered and and uh, I usually don't answer the phone when I don't know who it is. But this time I just did, and it's the appraiser. He's coming at one. I have a meeting, an online Zoom meeting with my financial guy at four. So I'll probably be ending my workday at four on that day. Um, where. We're going to talk about my 401k. Apparently this guy like calls you and schedules meeting every six months. I have no idea. I, I set, I got set up with him. He's a, one of the upper guys at, um, uh, fidelity. And I got him through my golfing partner. Who's, you know, in his late sixties, he just retired. He's like, Hey, you should call this guy. So I did. And he set up my portfolio in a, in a way that I want it set up. And uh, you know, he called, I got an email from him last week that said, Hey, you know, it's time for another meeting. And I asked my buddy who I golf with, I said, does this, does this guy do this? He says, yeah, but every six months he schedules a meeting to talk about it with you. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. That's great. Yeah. Um, so that's at four. And then at 8 PM, I have a fantasy baseball auction. Um, I've already done three drafts. This will be my fourth league. It's an auction and it will take, it always takes five to six hours. We're starting at 8 AM or 8 PM uh, Eastern time. There's a bunch of guys in Chicago in this league too. And it will probably go past midnight. And thankfully this is the first time I'm doing this auction where I work from home the next day. So uh, I'm couldn't be happier about that. Cause it's going to be a late one. I love I'm kind of curious. What, what did you decide to do? with the uh partially done bathroom in terms of the appraiser how are you gonna handle that? i'm gonna hope that he doesn't ask questions oh, okay. um and if he does i'm probably gonna say something to the effect of yeah i'm just gonna keep it like it is i'm not gonna okay. say i'm not gonna give any impression that there's any construction going on because truthfully there's not i it's been like that for the only i have a a, a frame i have a two by four frame in an upper upstairs room that really separates a bathroom from a, a, a main room i made the i made the wall uh, the I made the bathroom a little bit bigger when I was going to do the bathroom and I haven't done anything since then. So I, there really is no construction going on. Although you could look at it and say, well, yes, you have construction going on because you've started it just because you haven't finished. It doesn't mean it's not going on. So, and how long uh, has it been like that? I don't know, maybe four years. You know, if that was in my house, it would be completely filled with junk. It would, it would be like <laughs> um, storage. And you wouldn't be even be able to tell there was a bathroom there. I'll tell you what, there's a few things in there. I've done pretty good about it. But about six, seven weeks ago, I thought my spare room was going to be used for, for a few weeks. So I cleaned out the spare room and really cleaning out the spare room was just putting stuff into there. Right. And uh, so maybe I'll pull that stuff back in. No, I probably should leave it there. You're right. I should leave it there. So you can't tell there was a bathroom. There. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thursday, I'm going to go right at lunch. Who knows what I'll do in the evening? Uh, Friday, treadmill at lunch hothead at night. I may have to go golf at that course, which again, eight minutes from my house, no big deal. Either Wednesday or it would have to be Thursday um, because I probably need to establish a handicap. I'm waiting for them to call me. I mean, the, the, the meeting for the league was March 19th, which means I missed it. So I put my name on the list and we'll see if anyone calls me. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Well, be sure to take your snowshoes when you go. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, this, this, uh, this area, uh, Saturday will be Chick-fil-A in the morning run some basic errands in the afternoon. I really have nothing scheduled for the weekend other than Chick-fil-A on Saturday and Panera on Sunday. Uh, and I'll go get groceries on Sunday like normal, but I don't really have anything to do. I don't have anything I want to buy. I don't have any places to go. So I'll probably just do Chick-fil-A for a while. I might run a couple errands here and there if something comes up during the week. Um, and as, as I think everybody understands that this is my schedule, 
it always changes. So we'll see if I can actually keep the schedule throughout the week. Uh, in terms of my goal for this week, I want to finish the second draft of my plot expansion. Um, I'm on chapter what I say, 18 starting tomorrow. Uh, there's 31 chapters to work through. Uh, that's a lot of chapters to work through in a week. That means I'll have to do two a day and some of them are pretty big. So I'm going to do my best. Um, and then once I'm finished, if I were to make it through this week and uh, what I would be doing next, I'm not ready to write yet. Uh, I want to go through it one more time just to make sure that I didn't leave myself any unanswered questions in boldface. If they're unanswered, I want to answer them before I'd start writing. I don't want any questions in there. You know, Hey, I'll write stuff like maybe I can have a character show up right here for this reason. Well, I want to go back and say yes or no. Do I have a character show up or not? And if so, why? I want that done. Um, I added a couple chapters that aren't part of the Udemy video where uh, I needed either, so a couple reasons. Number one, I needed to make sure some of my minor characters, uh, and this is the third point, I need to make sure some of my minor characters who are important to the, the story at the end aren't mentioned once in the beginning and then forgot about. They need to be in the book as the book goes on so people don't forget who they are. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I have, you know, in the story grid, you know, one of the columns is that does it go plus the minus or minus the plus? Right. Um, I have a couple places where I go, I have like, the, the chapter, I don't know, let's say 17 ends with a minus and the next chapter also ends with a minus or it ends with a minus minus. The next one ends with a minus minus. I need to get something in the middle to balance that out that goes back to plus so that it can go back to minus. So, Although, um, you know, I was looking, I thought about that too when I was, because I had some chapters that seemed to do something like that. Uh, but and I went back to the story grid book and looked at where they were uh, gridding the silence of the lambs. And if I'm not mistaken, there was, there were, were places in that book where it did do that. Chap successive chapters ended on minuses or double minuses. So it, it all depends, I think, in part on what viewpoint you're in at that, at that point. Yeah, that was story. something I struggled with with the story grid where, I, you know, in my first book, the first five chapters and the prologue were from point of view character named Peter. And then chapter six was the, from the bad guy's point of view when he was a kid. And it was like, okay, I'm going to turn this chapter. Absolutely. But is it turning bad because, for my main character because of something that happened? Or is it turning good for my villain because of the same thing that happened? I really struggled with how to deal with that. And I think what I've kind of settled and, and the, the story grid podcast, I don't remember it being very clear on how to handle that. Uh, although I'm doing a re-listen to it right now and I'm sure I'll get to that at some point. Uh, in the next few weeks as I re-listened, I'm listening to two or three of them a week, easy. And now that I'm, you know, back to not having to deal with work all the time, uh, I'll probably listen to more. So maybe if I, if I come across that, you know, I'll let you know what I find, but, um, but I kind of settled on just everything goes toward the main character. So even if it's from the villains POV, if it turns good for the villain, it probably turns bad for the main character. So that's kind of how, you know, how I'm handling it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The other thing I ran into in doing it was, not being able to decide whether my ch a chapter starts good or bad. It, often it, they seem to start neutral. I and always that... have mine start with whatever the previous one ended. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't matter really what you're writing there. You just assume it's a, say it ended on plus, you assume the next one starts on plus. Right. Okay. Yeah, now you're changing okay. it to either plus plus. Or okay. That minus, makes sense. Minus, minus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I, and I, I, again, I'm not sure if that's something that I just started doing because maybe I had the same question as you and this, the podcast wasn't because he's, there are some things in there. Like I quit using the column on, uh, what is it? It's the, is it the type of the polar? No, the, the turning point. No, what is it? It's the, the oh, I see. I even took it out. The actual the, turning point. 
No, the turning point I'm good with. It was the one where it was like, he would say like life to death. Um, oh, what, oh this, I'm, yeah. What, I'm going to uh, find I that. I can't remember what they called that. I'm going to find that in my first book because I think it's in there. Uh, where's my doc right there? Here it is. It will be, what's the, what's the field name? The, yeah. Oh, you know what? I must have taken it out of there too. It was the, it was the like, like I said, ha- boy, I don't remember even what it's called now. Um, um, and I don't have see. it in any of them. Va- the value shift. That's it. The value shift. Yeah. That's it. Because I didn't understand it. And there were a couple of times when Tim would ask him, you have to explain this to me more. I still couldn't understand it. Like life to death to me means is my, wait, are we, are we worried my character is going to die in this chapter? That's not going to happen. So that would th- really threw me. Right. Right. Yeah. That one's difficult because, you know, and if, and if you go through, uh, like I, the dummy spreadsheet I have here is when he did, uh, some Jane Austen story. I'm not sure. Which Pride, oh, he does. Was. He talks about Pride and Prejudice a lot. Pride and Prejudice. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So it's got value shifts like from engaged to rejected, from innovation to imposition, or invitation to imposition, ridiculed to defended. You know. So it's it's kind of wishy washy, really. It's just it's whatever a, whatever yeah. emotion you start on, it's got to end on the opposite emotion. And there's not like a set list of here are the six you can use. He kind of makes it up as he goes based on the chapter. So yeah, I really struggled with that. So I took that out. Um, Let's see. And then I I mentioned earlier about having the problem where my main character doesn't seem to be doing enough. The Raiders of the Lost Ark problem. So that's another thing in my third, my third read through I'll look at. And then I also want to sort my chapters number out. Um, You know, I have like one, two, a, two, B, two, C. I'm going to make that one, two, three, four. I need to sort all that out in both novel or in my story grid. And after that, so that's my third, that's kind of like the finishing, uh, um, uh, you know, read through of, of the of the plotting. And then once I'm done with that, I'll go quick. I'm not real concerned about that. And then once I'm done with that, I'll get back to the writing. So I hope to get through the 31 chapters of my second revision, the long one. And then I'm going to start over at one and just read through it quickly and work out these other problems. And I'll be ready to write after that. So the, the goal for this week is just get through 31 and we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a big week again. Yeah. Uh, this coming week for me, the big goal is between now and Easter really is just to get the edits done on this book because I really don't want to be taking them to Oklahoma with me if I ha- don't have to, uh, which means I really have to do a ton of work on it this week. So I'm probably looking at spending most of each day just working on this book and going to have to kind of put the bathroom remodel on the back burner because the problem I have, and this is part of my ADHD, that is that whenever I'm writing I start worrying about doing the bathroom and working in the bathroom. Whenever I'm working in the bathroom, I start wor- worrying and thinking about doing the writing. So I need to just focus, I think, day by day. This day, I'm just going to do this and see if that might work a little bit better for me. Um, that and pulling my motivation out of the gutter will help a lot, too, yeah. I think. So that's, that's really it. I don't really have a day by day thing. Maybe one one year I'll get to that point where I can actually do it day by day. Um. I guess we'll move on to something uh, that I wrote this week, a little short parag- or short section here. This comes at the end, not at, well, I guess, yeah, towards the end, right at the end of the second act as we're transitioning into the third act. So this is really starting to get into the period of the book where the climax is, is going to be occurring. Uh, and this is taking uh, place on a beach um, after... Well, it's it's self-explanatory. I'll go ahead and just read it. A white-hot rage engulfed Megan. She tried to race across the deck, 
but her damaged knee made the going awkward and noisy. By the time she closed the small gap between them, Kai had turned to face his attacker. To her surprise, he didn't immediately strike. Then she realized that the machete was still in her hands, held high and ready to guillotine his head. Kai looked at her and sneered. You better know how to use that, because you're only going to get one chance. Any inhibitions Megan had at taking a life disappeared. An evil creature had attacked her friend. It needed to be eliminated. It's near the end? This No, this is actually, this will be the first, I don't know if, if this is really the right way to uh, describe this, but it's kind of the first try-fail cycle of the climax. And the climax is going to occur over a number of different chap over a number of chapters. So nice. I like that. You better not use it because you only get one chance. That's really good. Right. I like that. <laughs> it sounds like, like something I would say. That's why I yeah. put that in there. Nice. Um, I don't have anything because I didn't do any writing. I know last week I read a chapter of basically my plotting. Um, I'm going to just give you real quick, just things that I added uh, just for kicks. Again, this isn't going to be like some, amazing writing. This is just going to be a couple of the questions that I added, uh, like in some of the early chapters. So like in 2A, I've already written 2A, it's, you know, 2,200 words. And I just went back and um, I wrote at some point, should Linus say something about how he plans not to be around when Sam solves it or something foreshadowing his injury? Also make sure that the joke at the very end is understandable by the reader. So in my writer's group, I read this chapter and at the very end, they all laughed at my joke. But then when I asked them what it meant, none of them had a clue. Um, so that is something I need to go back and edit like big time, make sure that it's understandable. Um, I might even reread this, uh, next time I, I think we have our next writer's group is the 14th. So I might even reread this part of it, but the first part, Linus should say something about how he plans not to be around when Sam solves it. Um, that was something that as I was editing chapter 31, I thought I'm going to have Sam make a joke on the airplane as they're flying home about how. Uh, you know, he, he, he was sorry that he was around when Sam solved the crime, something like that, that will refer all the way back to this line in chapter two is that probably very small percent of people actually put together, but those are the kind of revisions that I made as I, that's that seeding that I love doing as I was going through doing my first edit and, right. uh, and I'm doing my second edit too. So that was just an example of, of what my, my edit uh, looks like as, as I'm going through it. So, yeah. Sounds good. Um, and that's it. That's all we have for this week. This could be the shortest one. We did it like an hour and a half. So um, yeah. do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. I don't either. So if you want to get a hold of us, um, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. You can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Jerry Evanoff author. Hey, look for a bunch of Facebook ads coming your way, whether it's podcast related or, um, or, or uh, rich advertising his book and me maybe advertising a book that isn't going to be ready for like three, four months. But, um, I'm really in, I'm really excited about trying this now that I have, because I have book brush that allows me to create stuff and I'm horrible at that, you know, freehand. So having book brush and, and, and dealing with this mailing list thing, and then trying to do this cookie thing. I love this idea. So I'm, I'm excited that you brought this up. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, uh, let's see what else we have here. Buy me a coffee. So we're on buy me a coffee. If you want to contribute to the, the Lindsay Jerry rich dinner fund, the next time we're together, uh, go to buy me a, a com dot, uh, buy me a coffee.com slash Jerry Evanoff. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And if, if, if I'm also on Snapchat and if you were on Snapchat following me, you would have seen the, the, um, 
So at the Alice in Wonderland, they brought us a cocktail, which was some alcohol that I didn't drink. And then on top of it, it had like an eggy coconut foam. And then they gave us strawberry sauce and a small paintbrush. And you were supposed to paint something that would impress the queen. And I painted a self-portrait of myself that people thought was really good. And the queen was really impressed with it. So you would have seen that if you oh, were cool. on Snapchat with me last <laughs> night. So um, yeah, so that's how you can find me. And you, uh, email me at rich at richcasey.com or hit me up on Facebook at uh, Rich Casey Author. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening as always. Um, thank you if you're a new listener and you, and you tuned in for the first time. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will talk to you all next week. Yeah, peace out, folks. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.